0: chat shit, get banned, has Leicester's title hopes taken a dive, Jesus saves, but Gomez does it twice in a game, Villa officially down, but Gabby Agbongdahoy is having a laugh, fuck Kun Sergio nets 100 goals in the league, I'm
1: Dove, I'm Peterson, and this is the side netting. A.K.A. Dubs thin Room. I like that.
0: Okay, well, we're waist deep in Matchway 34, Dubs. Yes. Uh, Watch a fair bit of football the last few days. I did, actually. Seems to be Premier League on, like, every day. Yeah. At at the moment. I love midweek games. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bit hard at the moment with the the time difference, but I'm making an effort some days to to get up early. I just got up early yesterday to watch uh, Spurs-Stoke. Yep. Which are
1: pretty entertaining, actually. Um, I considered getting up early today um, to watch the Man City-Newcastle match. Oh, yeah. Because by the time it finished, would be a good time for me to go to work. And, ah, yeah. But then I realised I'd have to get up. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's city. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, t- tomorrow should be interesting, because I think there's three games on tomorrow morning. Yep. So that, that might be very interesting. A few implications there. Yeah. Um, to keep an eye on. But... During this Match Week 34, good friend of the podcast, Rafa Benitez, (laughs) celebrated his birthday. Yes, how old is he now? Uh, I think he's, I don't know, 82 or
1: something, I don't know. I knew he dyed his
0: hair. (laughs) But luckily for him, on his birthday, Newcastle actually got up and won the points in their relegation battle over Swansea, Yes, which was a pretty handy birthday present for Rafa the gaffer, Um, but obviously he was having a you know, birthday party with some birthday cake and guessing all the players were going to bring some presents around for the, for the gaffer. Um, if you had to bring a present, or if you got invited to Rafa's birthday, which, of course, you would be. Yeah. You're on, you know, first-name basis with, yeah. with Rafa. Good old Rafa. <laughs> uh, what would you bring the Spa- the fat Spanish waiter for his birthday?
1: I would bring him the CD single... Of Barbie Girl by Aqua. Oh,
0: <laughs> why? Just because it's random. Just because, yeah. And yeah, yeah. What do you get the man who has everything?
1: Yeah, exactly. Probably the one right. that he doesn't have. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Random. I know Flynn would get him a Spider-Man toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> what would you get him? Um, I would. Well,
0: a, a few weeks ago, he was pictured um, on the sidelines wearing South Park socks. So well, maybe keep right. the like the novelty sock like theme going maybe getting get some more South Park socks maybe I know some Sesame Street yeah uh yeah, I don't know, maybe. You know, a lot of um, Chelsea fans used to call him the fat Spanish waiter. <laughs> Same with United fans, they used to call him the fat Spanish waiter. So, I don't know, um, like that show Faulty Towers. You remember Faulty yes. Towers? Um, Basil, the yep. Spanish waiter. Maybe some socks with Basil the... Uh, oh, not Basil. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, he was from Barcelona. Manuel. 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 Yeah, yeah m- maybe get him some Manuel socks.
1: What if we get? What if we get him a nice towel... With embroidered subscription, South Park. <laughs> hey, fact. <laughs> or a Manuel subscription. <laughs> ah,
0: <laughs> I like it. But um, anyway, that's, while we're on the topic of Newcastle, the relegation battle has made, taken a massive turn this weekend. It has. Completely flipped on its head, hasn't it? Um, just just when we thought things were really starting to like set in concrete... Sunderland go blow Newcastle out of the water. oh sorry, Sunderland go blow Norwich out of the water <laughs> and completely
1: flip the relegation battle upside down. Uh, it just shows that no one wants to go down. No except Jolly and Guy from Aston Villa. But that's another story. <laughs> um,
0: well, yeah, Villa Villa officially down this yeah. weekend. Um, I think it was confirmed for them before they even kicked a ball against uh, your beloved man yes. Manchester United. Um yeah, Rashford's goal pretty much condemning their fate. Yes. Um, he's,
1: he's got a habit of scoring important goals. He
0: does. He's, <laughs> he seems to be destroying careers and football clubs this season. <laughs> yeah. Not bad for a kid who still has to get dropped off at, at the club by yeah. his
1: mum. <laughs> th- actually, um, now that you mention that, after he scored, um, it must have been... An he had early... to go home and do his homework? No, he, he went to school.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: It must have been an early game because, yeah, after that city match he went to school yeah there you I, go i found that really
0: strange <laughs> to read um yeah but um i mean the, the, the game was a, a regulation united one oh. nil snorefest, was it yeah <laughs> good to see you know united still taking their like like being very careful like against a team that you know hasn't even scored as many goals as harry kane this season <laughs> yeah uh just defensively just making sure you know they just see out see out go one nil and yep. just see out the game um, but yeah, that probably the biggest thing to come out of this game, was, yes, of course, Villa going down for the first time since I think the early 80s. Yeah. Um, Their captain, Joleon Lescott, who is, a, you know, not a very popular man at the moment, um, came out after the game and just saying that, you know, it's a relief and a weight off the player's shoulders now because, you know, it's been... What was sort of looming over their head all season, and now they can give the fans what they deserve,
1: yeah and which and, ironically is to be in the Premier League yeah <laughs>
0: what the what the fans deserve is to see their team fight and actually have a go, and yeah. you know do that from round one, yeah, um, and you've seen Jolie and Lescott make these comments after the game, and you just you're thinking, did he just did he just actually say that,
1: <laughs> like oh I mean if well, I, if i was a villa fan you'd be fuming yeah i i i wouldn't be surprised if now they're officially relegated their crowd starts to drop off now for the end of the season yeah um i would yeah not be happy
0: well i think we're going to see pretty much a lot of this squad pretty much sold traded yeah. get rid of
1: yeah um i'd actually like to get the thoughts of um these side netting uh, friend of the podcast slash cleverly award winner <laughs> <laughs>
0: Steve Ladgrove. Yeah, I have to, I'd have
1: like to get his comments on. Yeah, that actually. I think we might actually, but um, yeah,
0: it, I mean, Les, Les Scott's comments obviously like created a massive wave around. Like as soon as the words came out of his mouth, like social media was blowing up. Yeah, um, I listen sometimes to um, I can't remember if it's the BBC or not, but they have like a talkback program and you know you can listen to the podcast and one of the hosts is ex Villa player and massive Villa fan Stan Collymore Um, and it's not the first time this season he's had you know some pretty strong thoughts about Jolly and Lescott he was extremely critical about him after the whole pocket tweet um, scenario with the car Um, and yeah he basically just came out and just said that you know this was pathetic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, that the the fans don't deserve this. And uh, I mean, when Collymore, you know, for those that don't know, Collymore was a really good player in his day. Um, Played, or had a really successful career at Liverpool. um, And yeah, finished his career at his, you know, childhood club, Aston Villa. Yeah. and he came out and said, look, when I was at Villa, I was crap. I was a crap player when I was at Villa. Uh, but I still tried. Like all the players still tried. We, you know, we were successful in the league. They sort of won a couple, I think, cup competitions at yeah. that time. He said, but you know, what he made for made up for with his skill at that time was that he was always playing for the shirt. Yeah. And his biggest criticism of this team this season has been that none of them appear to be doing that. Yeah. And another ex Villa player, um, Paul McGrath, he he played at Villa for a a very long time. He was a little bit more forthcoming (laughs) with his comments than uh, Collymore. He basically came out and um, called Lescott a slime bag who only joined the club for money and he's going to go anyway. (laughs) Uh, Really strong words for that. And Yeah. yeah, Lescott's obviously been. Picking fights with a lot of people since the quotes came out. And there was a video doing the rounds today on social media of a Villa fan who's come out and challenged Jolly and Lescott to a fight. Really? Because <laughs> he's that angry with him. <laughs> <Cheekers> <laughs> um, so, yeah, clearly not a very popular person at the moment in, in the Midlands. And yeah, it's just, you know, the scenario for Aston Villa just seems to go from bad to worse. And then when you think it can't get any worse, it does. Yeah. Um, former club captain Gabby Agbonglahor who you know he's been out of the side a lot this season Um, he was handed a a suspension a couple weeks ago because during uh, during the international break which was only what two three weeks ago yeah um, a few of the Villa players went to Dubai for a a break you know because they deserved it yeah Um, he was pictured on the the shisha pipe um, having a bit of a smoke (laughs) as for some reason some players do this all the time but they always get in trouble yeah like just don't do it. <laughs> um, in the end, his suspension was ironically suspended, so yeah. he didn't have to serve it. Um, since then, he hasn't been playing because he's actually been overweight. The fitness staff have, have said that he's not fit enough to play. Really? How is a professional footballer at this stage of the season not in a physical state to play? Yeah. Um, it's... This isn't like the first couple of weeks of the season, and he's come back late from preseason training because of an injury. Like it just shows the professional standards how much they've dropped at Villa. Yeah, like that's crazy, absolutely crazy. But uh, um, and, and this is what's really angered a lot of Villa fans. Um, after the game against Man United, um, a Bon Lahore was um, seen out at nightclubs having a great time. Um, with all of his friends and um, was apparently taking laughing gas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where is this? Well, <laughs> it's not the first time that's happened to... Like, I, I Broke think, into a dental... Oh, I think
0: Jack Grealish did the same... Like, another Aston Villa player yeah. did the same thing at the start of the season and, and copped a club suspension. Like, I don't get it. Like, do players get high off it or something and it's mm. something that's not traceable? But it's not the type of thing that a Player should be doing when their club that they've been at for you know, like has been at Villa for nearly 10 years, he's their longest serving player.
1: Yeah, like
0: the fans would all be at home absolutely distraught, probably not even talking, barely able to eat. Yeah, and yet he's their longest serving player out at a nightclub, popping laughing gas.
1: That's stupid. Yeah, there's no like professionalism, not no. just in the club, but just individual players themselves.
0: It, it, it seems like there is no responsibility whatsoever. Yeah. Um, A lot of finger pointing, a lot of, you know, shirking responsibilities. (laughs) Um, It's, it's pathetic. I mean, if, you know, you you could have, it's hard to imagine, you know, United are such a successful side, but imagine this in their scenario. Yeah. Like, it's the type of thing the fans stew over because they're the ones that end up out of pocket. Yeah, They're the ones that have to pay the money to go every week, pay their season tickets. Yeah. You know, pay a lot of money to follow their team, home and away, when the team doesn't even rock up
1: anyway. Yeah, I don't think it's too much to ask to have a little bit of professionalism. Exactly. And at the very least, don't come out and say it's a weight off. Your shoulders being exactly. relegated, yeah. You should say you should we're say- going to fight to get back, yeah. and then give the players what they deserve.
0: Exactly what, <laughs> yeah. It, that's exactly what he should have done. He should have come out and said, "Look, this is an absolutely awful. I mean, I get what he's saying that, oh yeah, it's it's happened now. We can move on. Yeah, what he should be saying is, you know, this is a horrible thing that's happened. You know, we we have to, um, you know, rally around each other. Yeah, we have to make sure that you know we regroup. Um, start preparing for next season, make sure that this club gets back up. Yeah. Okay, people just send, okay, well, at least he's saying something that's worthwhile. Yeah. Like, not like, oh, well, it's happened now, so, oh, well, you know, we'll try and score a goal <laughs> yeah.
1: in the next game. Uh, I just don't get, like, how I can be paid all this money. and. Uh, like, I know they're contracted, yeah. but yeah. just, you know... Yeah. You're getting paid to do what you love. Not many people can do that. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I, yeah, I honestly don't get why they can't just be at least professional.
0: Yeah,
1: um, exactly. When, yeah, you have got,
0: like, fans like, yeah, Steve, um, the Australian, who, who flew around the world to watch
1: his team play yeah. and get absolutely smacked 6-0. Like, you, you can't... Imagine he went all that way after that match matchless got said that. Oh, You'd
0: be pissed there. I'd, I'd be tempted to start a crowdfund to get Steve over there <laughs> just to, like, just to abuse Ooh, Leska. It's
1: happened. Someone started a change.org yep. to get um, cleverly out of the team. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> there um, you go.
1: And I felt bad for the guy because he's not that bad. Yeah. He does, you know, he's not great. But, <laughs> but you know, no one deserves to have a, a, a petition started yeah. to get you off a team. <laughs> Jesus. Um
0: but yeah, um as far as the relegation goes, yeah. I mean Villa's been, you know, death by a thousand cuts. We this has, yes. you know, been covered pretty much since the first couple of months of the season. Yeah. Um but yeah, we the the Sunderland Norwich result was a massive result. Um because Norwich Norwich basically just needed one more win and they were almost almost guaranteed safety because yeah. it put enough distance between well, definitely it would have it would have kept Newcastle well out of the um, the race to get up. Yep. and you know, against a relegation rival against Sunderland, you're putting you know a fair bit of daylight between you and them with four matches to go. Sunderland just go and completely upset the apple cup, freaking turn <laughs>
1: it over. Yeah, spill fruit everywhere. Go to Norwich and smack and three nil, and but that's that's what I love about the Premier League, especially this time of year. Oh uh, yeah, is that because we thought the table. From the start of the season was topsy-turvy. Yeah. It's only going to get more crazy for yeah.
0: now. Um, this, yeah, this is, you know, and, and Sunderland do have that quality. Yeah. Um, like, looking at the table at the moment, we've got a two-point difference between 19th and that safety spot of 17th. Yeah. Wedged in the middle of that relegation sandwich is Sunderland, <laughs> and they've got a game in hand still. So, yeah. at the moment, while they, yeah they're still in the relegation zone, they've still got You know, it's still in their hands at this stage. But yeah, I think Norwich, I think, leaving that game were just absolutely kicking themselves because that was their golden moment to almost put it to bed. Yeah, they should have. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Ironically, by Sunderland winning that game, they did their fiercest rivals, Newcastle, a massive favour too because that got them back into the relegation battle. Yeah. Um, And then because they ended up beating Swansea 3-0, it just... Everything came up absolutely roses for for both Sunderland and Newcastle. Yeah, uh, so it's really invigorated this this relegation battle now. But I think if, I think it's fair to say Crystal Palace and Swansea are sort of bit too far to reach.
1: Yeah, I would I would think so.
0: So yeah, we've got three teams going into t- into two relegation spots. So
1: yeah. um, Crystal Palace are eight points. Yeah, clear I, at the moment. So
0: I think they basically just they probably only need one more win out of the next four games and. And they're safe. Yeah. Um, but we, we almost every season we seem to have a team that just goes on a, like a magical run at the end of the season just to avoid relegation. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see out of, yeah, Norwich, Newcastle, Sunderland, which one of them is actually going to do it. Yeah. And who knows, maybe Rafa might keep Newcastle up or Big Sam might keep Sunderland up. It's going to be... It's... It's...
1: Gonna come down to the wire. <laughs> it's gonna be tight.
0: Um, interesting note about that um, that Newcastle win. Um, Townsend scored a, a goal for Newcastle. Um, that, that's his third goal he scored since he's moved to um, Newcastle. Interesting note. That's the first goal he scored, which hasn't been like a dead rubber type of goal. Where previously he scored in like five. 5-1 loss and like a 4-0 loss oh, really? so he was actually able to celebrate a goal for <laughs> once which was probably a different thing because it actually was a goal of meaty rather than just a, a consolation thing and yeah back to the halfway line so
1: because the goals he was scoring
0: oh good they're, <laughs> they're, both the goals that he scored in newcastle colors have been fantastic goals yeah. but the, the Paul master they meant absolutely nothing <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, that's that's pretty crazy at the relegation end. Um, what 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 do you think at the moment? The the three teams, two spots. I mean, our thoughts will probably change every week depending yeah. on who do you think stays up: yeah. Norwich, Sunderland, or Newcastle.
1: Newcastle definitely not. Yeah, I reckon definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it's it could be anyone's game because yeah. there's there's because you got Newcastle twenty nine. Sunderland uh, thirty and Norwich thirty one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Newcastle are good enough to keep on. I mean, they held their own against City this yes, game. This gone. Yes, this morning. Yes. But I reckon that was a bogey game for City. <laughs> uh, but I think I have a feeling Sunderland will claw their way out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: reckon they might be safe.
0: I'm. I'm with you at this stage. Yeah. My views could change next yeah. week. Yeah. Um, I. I just think, yeah, Sunderland with that game in hand as well. I mean, you prefer the theory always is points on the board, not games in hand. Yeah. Um, but considering they're only one point off Norwich at the moment, and they just smacked Norwich. Yeah. Uh, you have no idea what type of like, you no know, mental damage that might do to Norwich. Yeah. Because suddenly now they're they're right back in it. Um, nerves nerves are going to come into it. Mistakes are going to happen. Yeah. It's just gonna come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes.
1: Yeah, um, Norwich were like, "We got this." Sunderland's like, "Bitch, please." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't top that. So moving on <laughs> uh,
0: onto our famous cleverly award bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum of the week. Um, now you told me pre-show that you've got a cleverly award nominee for I this week. I do.
1: Uh, okay, so I. I have potential for two, Yep. but I think the other one's just more funny newsworthy, not oh. really like cleverly award newsworthy. Um. But my nomination for this week is Jack Wilshere <laughs> posts a photo on Twitter saying hashtag AFC, hashtag together with uh, the nice club logo. I mean, it's
0: basically, it's like a almost like an arsenal motivational poster isn't it yeah you've yeah.
1: got you've got the the arsenal cannon on their logo yeah. so it looks it's it's kind of in like the war theme yeah lest we forget type of you know, thing this is our club but then you take a closer look at it at the silhouette at the silhouette and it's actually <laughs> the statue outside of the um, manchester united football <laughs> club stadium <laughs>
0: it's it's um it's basically it reversed, reversed yeah. isn't it? It's the um it's the statue of I think as United fans refer them to as the Holy Trinity. Yes. Um so I'm trying to remember who it is. It's um Best, George Best. Um Charlton, and I can't remember who the other one is. Um is a law? I'm not hundred percent sure.
1: I might have to look that up actually. Yeah,
0: but anyway, yeah, it's the famous statue out front of Old Trafford of um yeah, the three players. Arms on each other's shoulders, sort of, yeah, inspirational. Up, <laughs> it's
1: funny. It's
0: we're looking at it now, it, it, is, it is quite hilarious. So, I'm
1: guessing he took that photo, he just searched like Arsenal, yeah, <laughs> and he's just got it off the internet,
0: yeah, that, that's that's quite funny. So, um, uh, poor Jack, he's um ended up trolling himself pretty yeah. much on social media,
1: hasn't he? Um, and the second, probably not newsworthy thing is it looks like. Jose Mourinho oh, hasn't he suffered enough, though? Hey? <laughs> In his... can uh, just let him be? ...ghostly remains, could <laughs> end up costing Chelsea £37 million. Oh, Because hell. he... When he sold Lukaku, he did not put a buyback a clause. A buyback clause,
0: no. So I Chelsea, heard that, which I thought was really strange. Yeah,
1: well, Chelsea are now looking at getting Lukaku back. Yeah. And he's worth £65 million. Mm. So if they want to buy him, um, that's going to cost... Uh, Chelsea thirty seven million. Yeah, uh,
0: this is a <laughs> really. These rumours seem to be getting a bit stronger every day. So you wonder how much there is behind it. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's very strange because I think very recently Chelsea, when they've been selling players, they have been putting buyback clauses because they got bitten when they got rid of when they got David Luiz from Benfica. Part of that deal was money, and they sent Nemanu Matic to Benfica. Yeah. Now, while he was there, he developed into an amazing player. Yeah. So Chelsea wanted him back. Problem is, no buyback clause. <laughs> so it cost him like $20 million to, yeah. to get back
1: um, Matic. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm guessing, too, that that was the same deal with Paul Pogba. Yeah. Um, who sold him? Was it Moyes? Uh, no, it would have it was, been
0: Ferguson. It was during the Ferguson oh, Okay,
1: years. yeah. So Ferguson obviously had no use for him. Because he's turned out to be like a superstar. Well, he,
0: didn't he basically leave on like a, a free transfer? I think he was at sort of at the end of Did his he? contract, I believe. Yeah. yeah, okay. And rather that than, makes more sense. Yeah, I think rather than renewing, he he wanted to play first team football. Yeah. And so yeah, went went to Italy, and yeah, I think now to buy him from Juventus, they've sort <laughs> of slapped a ninety million yeah. um, price tag on him. So
1: that makes me wonder though, if we get, would we look at Pogba? Or would we look at Bale? Oh, look out. So, but anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Your cleverly Award nomination.
0: My clever. Well, yeah, you just can't seem to go past Aston Villa this week. <laughs> so I, it's going to be a double nomination. So at the at the club, they can accept this together. So yeah, Lescott and Agbon Lahore can accept it together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, accept it together. And I'd like Agbon Lahore to do the acceptance speech while he's on the laughing gas. <laughs> so that would be a bit of a, a comedy relief for us. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, into our fantasy football corner. You know that
1: monkey emoji with his hand over his (laughs)
0: face? I just... That's that's me (laughs) giving you a round of applause. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, for those that don't know, my sidekick next to me, uh, (laughs) now my fantasy spiritual guidance leader, um, you made Kun Aguero El Capitano this week. Yes. In the single... Biggest points haul of the season, <laughs> twenty-eight points, captain. That is just amazing. Good way. Tell um, what was your plan heading into match week thirty-four? Because you made a couple extra transfers. Yes,
1: um, I had a look at my squad, yep. and I realised that the players I had playing twice were pretty much Arsenal players, yeah, which I had um. Ospina. Yep. I had Bellerin, and mm. I had. Awobi. Awobi. Uh, Ospina. Uh, I put Ospina in because Czech wasn't playing. Yes, but then Czech Cech ended Cech's up playing. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus. <laughs> so that was kind of a waste. Um, so I just wanted to get more doubles. Yes. In yeah. there.
0: Make the most of the match so,
1: week. Because like, I think the previous week I uh, got even closer to Ben. Okay. And I. Conceded eight points ah. so I can make some transfers, and that worked out for me. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, this week another eight points plus my free transfer. Yeah, um, so
0: you made three transfers. Yeah, yep.
1: I decided to put Aguero in because of the Newcastle match. Yeah, um, but obviously, you ha- whatever team you pick is for both games, yeah. so I thought I better make him captain.
0: Wise decision, yeah, wise it decision. Worked out. Um, that is, that is
1: phenomenal. So, at the moment, there's only a few points in it, but I'm now sitting third place.
0: Third, he's, he's on the podium at the uh, moment. I,
1: I leapfrogged, uh, Ben, and yep. I
0: leapfrogged Fernie. Yes, you've just, you've, it's like, um, Mario Kart, when you get, like, <laughs> the special yeah. boost, like, you get a
1: pew, and say
0: yeah. just, uh, leapfrogged a few people
1: there. And... Unfortunately, you're heading towards a finish line with that blue shell coming at you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am looking over my shoulder very intently yeah.
1: at. You're mark. almost the Leicester th- this week. What do you mean? Because you're pretty much guaranteed to win this league. I don't know. I'd... But then a slight trip up. You
0: yeah, know? I. Um, now, I I've been talking about match week thirty four and our fantasy segment for yeah. like the last four episodes. Yeah. Um uh, that my plan was yeah, use my wild card in the week leading up so that in the match week 34 I can use my triple captain. Um now I was looking at my side and I decided not to make any transfers this weekend. Yeah. Um I set my captain as Otzel. Yes,
1: because you are i and i between Bellerin and Yeah, Otzel, we were yeah. chatting on Saturday yeah.
0: and yeah, my my theory was uh you know Arsenal could have two clean sheets which obviously they haven't. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I had my side set and then I pressed triple captain for Otsul, got distracted, walked away from my computer, had to go out to s- see some family. Yeah. Thought, yeah. Oh yeah. I s- saved it before I just sh- shut it down. Yeah. Um, what I didn't realize is that I did not press save my <laughs> team. Um, so, so who
1: ended up being captain?
0: Well, I had Otsul as captain, but what I, uh, sorry, yep, yeah, yeah. I had thought I'd made him triple captain. Yeah. So you can imagine my anger when I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning in cold sweats, <laughs> yeah. checked to my fantasy team, and seen that Otsu was not my triple captain.
1: <laughs> I was so angry. So how many points did you miss out on then?
0: Well, at the moment, it seems to have paid off because Otsu basically did nothing yeah. on the weekend. He got, I think, two points. That was it. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, it's a bit of a saving grace that I haven't burnt it, but... That said, if he scores four goals tomorrow, I'm going to be, like, on suicide watch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, match week 37, which is the second last round, that is a double match week as well. Yeah. So, I'm definitely going to be using my triple captain that week. Uh, I noticed a few people, uh, I think Ben in our league used his bench boost. Okay. For for this week. Um, Not enough, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, all the players
1: on his bench only had one game this week. Yeah. Yeah. Looking, I, at, no, I noticed that with Fernie's team actually, he yeah. doesn't have a lot of players that played. I think
0: maybe yeah, Fernie in our league has taken his eye off the ball a bit yeah. because even judging by his captain choice and yeah, the players in his squad, yeah. I think and yeah, I saw zero transfers. I think yeah. he's not really because the listeners much might not
1: know, but sometimes he has to go to Uzbekistan. <laughs> you know, he, do he's his, a spy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so James Bond's got to work. You know, <laughs> he he keeps us
0: safe at night. People just know that yeah.
1: or. The other theory is Rush didn't manage his team.
0: Ah. <laughs> well, um, how's this? Aguero got 28 points this week. Herelio Gomez finished up with 19 points for his one game oh, really? so far. And he's still got another game to play, Yeah, which was probably the second highest individual score this season. Yeah, um, he Because he had the two penalty saves... He got there. Yeah, the bonus points. The clean sheet. The only blemish on his game was that he got a yellow card. <laughs> yeah. So he could have had actually had twenty points. Yep. Now, luckily for me, coming second in our league is Rush. Rush actually had Gomez on on her bench.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, really?
0: <laughs> so I, I'm quite quite lucky that
1: is. Yeah. In that, I also noticed that. Ben had Elder Varel on his bench. Yes, because I was the closest to him, so I'm thinking. Although he had the bench boost. Oh, that's right. Yes. that's right. Yes,
0: it didn't really matter in the end. Um,
1: because I'm I'm like just comparing my team to his, making sure we had different players. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, given that he's used the bench boost, then it's not that much of a difference. Yeah,
0: um, it was the the perfect week for bench boost. But um, yeah, because this is the first like massive double game week. Um, I was having a look at, like, we're going to have um, the, the person who has the highest individual score this week. It's going to be the highest all season unless match week 37 someone gets better. Now, some guy at the moment, still with, what do we have, four games left to play still, yeah. is sitting on 177 points for the round. Oh, really? When the, the average so far is 45. Jesus. Um, I had a look at this guy's team, right? He had, he had Gomez in goals. So he, who had the two clean sheets yeah. and two oh sorry the two penalty saves. Now he he played at a backline three. He had um, the Everton fullback who scored Fune Morris I think yeah. his name is. He had Aaron Creswell from West Ham who scored. Yeah. And his other defender I think was like Toby Alderweireld who had the clean sheet. Yeah. Um Then his midfield he had yeah he had Mares.
1: Any triple captains yeah. involved?
0: he had his triple captain. That sounds quite high. Yeah. Aguero was his triple captain. Oh, jeez. Plus, he had Daniel Sturridge, who yep. had a goal and an assist, and he had um, Harry Kane. Yep, that's right. In his midfield, he also had um, Deli Ali, who scored, who scored, and I think Sanchez Two He
1: scored, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So
0: I, I counted. This guy had sixteen goals. I mean, y- you triple the the scores, the yeah. goals for a girl. So at the moment, he had sixteen goals in his squad
1: for Jesus. one match week still that's crazy it's bonkers
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh it's that type of stuff that just brings it a tear to (laughs) your (laughs) eye um but anyway looking ahead to match week 35 we've got the opposite we've only got seven games in match week 35 because the the fa cup semi-final is going on um so teams that are not playing in match week 35 are Norwich, watford West Ham, Everton, Crystal Palace, and Man United. Okay. Um, so I
1: only have one player out of all. Really? It's Pyatt.
0: Uh, yes, I'm, a lot of players people do have have Pyatt at yeah. the moment. So that is interesting. Now, I have quite a few of those players because I loaded Ouch. up ahead of Match thirty yep. seven. 37. Um, so I've worked out I probably need to make three or four trades. Um, whether I do that or not. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure whether I can point. Well take have you got point.
1: have you got enough on your bench or
0: Um I no that this is the thing, like I'd load it up with a lot of players.
1: Yeah. Uh, this has like really
0: backfired on you, hasn't it? It has. If I had a time machine, I, I, if I could choose anything like yeah. to change the course of history, like stop Hitler, uh, you know, stop the Titanic from sinking, I would go back to <laughs> week 36, but I was going to use my wildcard <laughs> yeah. and not do it. Anyway, not match week 36, match week 33. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who knows? My fortunes may change with the three games left still because yeah. um, the the games we have left, we've got West Ham-Watford. So I've got Lanzini in my midfield, yep. the West Ham player. So unfortunately, he was on the bench. Yep. For the last game because west ham had their fa cup replay with man united yeah which man united won, are into the semi-finals yes who are we, we playing uh it's, right.
1: not, it's not everton is it crystal palace i think crystal palace yeah
0: yeah we've also got the merseyside derby we've got liverpool everton and i have a sneaking feeling that everton are going to put out their youth side for this game yeah <laughs> because everton's biggest pitcher at the moment is the fa cup so Unfortunately for me, that might mean another pair of duck eggs yeah. for Lukaku <laughs> and, duck eggs. and Lennon.
1: People in other countries are like, what the fuck are they talking about?
0: Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with my team at the moment, with the double game weeks, I had Clichy in my defence who did not play in either game, Lennon didn't play on the weekend, <sighs> Lukaku didn't play on the weekend. Jesus. And I'm pretty sure neither of them are going to play tomorrow either.
1: Bloody <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for me, I've only got two players left now, certainly. See out my round for this week. Oh, you've got two? Is, yeah, Pyatt and... Oh, sorry, more than two. Pyatt, Balleran, and... Do I still have a Woby? Yes, you do. Then a Woby.
0: Yeah, I think I've got seven still yep. to play. So, um, hopefully, the results go my way and I can,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: get out to a real it's, decent buffer.
1: It's funny, the uh, second half of this week... Like the extra games added on aren't doing well for me. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'm disappointed.
0: Uh oh, spaghetti, oh. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, interesting things to have to happen in, in the fantasy world. But let's have a look at the title race because boy, oh boy, did we have a few things happen this weekend. <laughs> yes. Um, Vardy's red card for the dive. Has that changed the title race?
1: That's massive. That's
0: massive because he's looking at now a two-game suspension rather than the automatic one. Yep,
1: already transferred him (laughs) Uh, Uh,
0: after his, you know, his protest at getting getting carded, which I don't think he could have any complaints about nah. what, what were your thoughts on on the
1: card well firstly um because of this i transferred him out of my fantasy already uh-huh. put in storage yeah so um oh you've already done that i already did it interesting it, but you know me yeah i know you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. clear dive
0: yeah it was he, a dive
1: he, wasn't it? he overworked that yeah. Ref saw straight past it i
0: think the um the biggest tell point that it was a dive is that his body went up
1: yeah, I was, I've talked about that before. It's like the physics don't match to what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, because like obviously we get the advantage of the replays. Love my replays. Yeah. Um, but you see him like just kick his legs out into the player, and you just.
0: I think from the angle that the ref was at, it was an easy decision for him too because he was probably able to see Vardy clearly run in the line. Yeah. Of the West Ham player, and yep. you know then his you know body did the did the rest. And, yeah. Yeah, you could argue, you could say, yeah, it's it's not an automatic red. But yeah. it was his second yellow
1: card. He shouldn't have done that when he was already on a yellow. Yeah. Um, at the very least, if you are going to dive, just get straight back up. Yeah. So then it doesn't look like you meant to go down. Yeah. I uh, just, that's poor form. Yeah. Like, you're that well respected at the moment. <laughs> You've just blown most of the season for you. Um,
0: it's... It's that real drama twist in, in the Vardy movie, isn't it? You it know, is, yeah. In every sporting movie, there always seems to be like a dark patch maybe, towards maybe the Maybe
1: he's, he's looking for that, <laughs> and he wants to write it himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, the, the referee for this match, John Moss, he, he might end up getting in, in this movie after yeah. this. Um, it was a really interesting game as far as his decisions went because he seemed to pay penalties that probably weren't deserving but then failed to do some that were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Winston Reed won a penalty for West Ham, which you could argue, you know, by the letter of the law, it was there, but he definitely made a meal out of it. Yeah. I think he could tell that the ref was, you know, the ref was really looking at physical contact in the box. And he knew that. So he made the most of it, made sure he went down yeah. and won West Ham a penalty. And then right at the end of the game, 95th minute penalty for Leicester City, you almost get the feeling that, you know, referee John Moss was thinking, oh, I don't want to be the one that's ruining this Leicester fairy tale. Yeah. Maybe he was a bit unsure about the Winston Reed penalty and, and, and the Vardy sending off, wanted to level things up a bit. Yeah. Because I think that the, the penalty against Carroll was, you know, pretty weak. Yeah. It was it was basically just a 50-50, you know, sh- he was just trying to get physical to make a tackle. Yeah. And Schlupp went over. You know, that's because Andy Carroll's like, you know, seven foot, a hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little... Seemed a little bit iffy, that penalty, I think. It's it's those Andy Carroll cornrows that he puts in his hair. <laughs> adding look bit... hard. <laughs> do, do you think the ref was maybe trying to level things up and saw it, sort of saw it as the last opportunity he could do it?
1: Yeah. Uh... It's 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 tough to say because it's a fine line. If I was to say yes, then it's almost like he's match fixing. Yeah. Inverted commas.
0: So maybe maybe his thinking was, well, I gave maybe that West Ham penalty was a little bit soft, so I got to if that's if I did it for that, then I've got to do it for this. Yeah. But there was another. The thing was, there was another opportunity. There was an opportunity before that for a a clear, probably the clearest of red cards. When yeah, it was another set piece. um, All the players were getting extremely physical. Yeah. Um, Huth was put in a headlock by (laughs) Kiato and dragged to the ground in a headlock. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That that was a clear cut penalty that wasn't paid.
1: Yeah. Um, That's normally a Manchester United thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But. Yeah, capitalising on all this, Tottenham Hotspur. A 4-0 win away at the Britannia Stadium against Stoke. Um, massive. Yeah. Five points, four games.
1: Leicester so lucky it's not four points.
0: Yeah. The difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are interesting times. Yeah. Um, both teams are on 34 games, so there's no, you know, trying to make up the, the extra game. Yeah. Um, and both teams this is basically all they have to play for they 're not in any cup competitions yeah um you 'd almost argue on form you 'd go with Tottenham, but Leicester are at top of the table with a five point lead. i,
1: I can 't remember if I asked this week did ask this last week or not, but do Tottenham and Leicester play or they don't no play they it? don't play each okay, other yeah, yeah. so it 's up to the it 's up to their own to to decide this,
0: yeah. Um, um, cracking performance from Tottenham though they went oh, out yeah. in this game they right from it. the start Yeah, I, I actually got up and watched this, this game live Stoke were already on, on holidays Stoke had clocked off for the season already and already thinking of yeah. of their, their holidays and their trips um, they were awful and you know with Stoke you used to seem pretty gritty physical hard fought they usually have a go they would they you know the tackles were lazy the, the yeah. tracking
1: back was lazy well, done. well Elli's two goals. Oh, fantastic! He just got out right in front. No one bothered to chase him. <laughs> Ironically, should, the
0: easiest goal he had was the one that he missed. They hit the post. They <laughs> hit the post. Luckily for him, his, his blushes were saved. Yeah, because like, I think Harry Kane scored. You know, a minute they basically scored. They could have had three goals in three minutes. Yeah, at that stage, had you know, if Delieelli had actually put that one away. Yeah, done all the hard work though. Got the ball rounded the
1: keeper, you know actually who, composed himself. You know whose fault that was for Dallee miss. Smith? Who's that? The commentator. Oh. Literally not two minutes before he was saying, the good thing about Tottenham is all season they've just been playing without fear. They want this. They're not nervous at all. And then like Dalielli came and hit the post. <laughs> which was a, just a nervous shot. You're like, yeah. you just want it so bad. And it's...
0: I don't know. Well, luckily for him, like, his volley that he scored, or half volley that he got oh, later on in the game yeah. was, you know, really good. So he could score the fantastic goals. It's yeah. just just those ones. But um, uh, during this game, yeah, Charlie Adams came on towards the end of this game. and <laughs> Yellow
1: card straight away. Yeah, oh, yellow
0: <laughs> card. Within, he basically just, I think, I can't remember who it was that he tackled. I think it was um, Harry Kane. He rugby tackled him. Yeah. Like, there was no, and he still complained to the ref about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Charlie Adams doing a typical Charlie Adams thing. So, horrible footballer. I hate Charlie <laughs> Adams so much. Um, but, um, yeah, Harry Kane, two goals. He is now um, golden boot leader. Yes. 24 goals this season. Doing better than what he did l- last season in his, his breakout.
1: What's Vardy on, 22?
0: Vardy's on 22. 22. Aguero is on 20. 20. A- Aguero! <laughs> um, on 22 as well. So,
1: yeah. Um, and that's two games now out of four that Vardy has to miss out on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not likely he's going to get the golden boot well, unless he can
0: score. Here's the massive thing now with Leicester's four games remaining, you know, how big of an impact is Vardy missing out going to be because he has played every single game this season for Leicester? Yeah. Um, we've seen Ranieri basically put out the same 11 week after week because they just seem to play so well. Yeah. Um, I mean, do do you think maybe Ulloa comes back in or does Ranieri maybe change things up a bit and just go with Okazaki up front and play an extra man in midfield? Like,
1: yeah, it's going to be interesting. I can't see him changing things up a lot because yep. through the whole season, it's like, it's the team. Yeah. yeah. And then he'll put Ulloa on late and he'll yeah. probably score. It's
0: like, yeah, all those players know exactly what they, they have to do. So yeah, you sort of think if he puts an extra man in midfield, yeah, um, How's that going to affect the chemistry of the other players? Because everyone sort of knows what area they have to cover of the pitch. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a very good point that you I th- make.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, if he's going to replace... I have a feeling it might be Okazaki would be the main guy. Yeah. And then have Ujawa just do what he does. Yeah, almost as on. like
0: floating in between like yeah. that number 10 role and the yeah. striker.
1: Yeah. And he might come on earlier than he usually does. Yeah. But that's... Given the circumstance, and it's only a couple of games. I mean, mm. they are massively important because it's two of four games left. Yeah, uh, it's. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's, it's going to be literally nail biting.
0: Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think for the remainder of the season, Leicester's kickoff times are earlier than Tottenham's. Yeah. This season, so you know, we we could see a week where maybe Leicester drop points and then Tottenham go. Oh shit! Yeah. If we have to win, yeah. So. You know they get that opportunity, but at the same time, there's the added extra pressure that yeah. you know they might not get another opportunity.
1: If Leicester were to lose their next game and Tottenham were to win, I don't think i would be able to sit down for any of their games <laughs> <Yeah>. after that. <laughs> yeah,
0: it would um, be very nerve wracking. So. Yeah,
1: and I don't even go for either of those. <laughs>
0: um, to, to throw a spanner in the works, um, Cesc Fabregas was on Monday Night Football in for Sky Sports as a guest guest commentator yeah. um they were asking him you know who do you want to win the league and he came out and said Leicester because because he's an old arsenal captain he said i don't want spurs to win the league yeah That's, he basically came out and said i don't want spurs to win okay <laughs> and um lester have to travel to chelsea on the last game of the season and i think in two weeks time tottenham have to travel to chelsea it, you can imagine Cesc getting the team up, you know, because there's a, a strong rival there between yeah. Chelsea and, and Tottenham. Like Chelsea could say, "Look, f- far out, we've got nothing to play for.
1: Let's stop Tottenham winning the league. Yeah. Like we hate Spurs. St- that's, that's, that's all we that have is to do." Interesting. That's a bit, it's like a soap opera. <laughs> well, a, a similar
0: thing to when um, Liverpool was so close to winning the league a few seasons ago, yeah. and Jose basically put out the team to. You know, frustrate Liverpool, and it. You know,
1: Liverpool fell into that trap and yep. cost them the league. Gerard slipped. Gerard, this this Vardy moment could be a Gerard moment. Yeah, it, it it's strange
0: because, you know, it, it, had it happened at the start of the season, we wouldn't even be thinking about mm. it. But because it's happening now with everything on the line, yeah, it's oh, geez, the the
1: you know the effects of it are. So big. Yeah. Well, because one of the um, commentators, I think it was for the Tottenham match. Uh, the referee for that was, I think, Kevin Friend. Yes. But he was only put in last minute because... Who was supposed to do it? Yeah. I um, remember?
0: So, yeah, Kevin Friend was supposed to do the Tottenham Stoke game. Yeah. Um, which he was then pulled off because he's, he uh, he's a Leicester fan. To, yeah, he has
1: ties to Leicester. <laughs>
0: um, so... Yeah, the, the thinking was, oh, you know, he may pay decisions against Spurs because he's gone for Leicester, yeah. which I'm sure he won't. He's a yeah. professional referee, yeah. so... Um, you
1: can't... I don't see really how you can have a neutral yeah,
0: yeah. referee. No, nah, you know, they, these guys are professionals. They they wouldn't be doing that. But, um, yeah, the like you said, the next few weeks, oh, amazing. Mate, much watched viewing, yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, but anyway Let's have a look At the race For the, the European spots Yeah Arsenal With a one all draw uh, They've made things A bit hard for themselves As far as Champions League Automatic qualification Because That top four Is really tight Yeah And the intriguing part Of that as well Is that um, City Had City are really Back in form At the moment They're hitting form At the end Of the season And you, you can almost Put that down to Kevin De Bruyne Being back yeah. In that side It's you know how much of a difference do you think he would have made if he was available all season? Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see the way they play with him, you'd almost think that they would have been. You know, they probably would have had the title sewn up by now had De Bruyne played because since he's come back, he hasn't missed a beat. Yeah. Um, he's scoring goals. I think. I think only one game so far he hasn't scored in since he returned, and he was absolutely pivotal for City in their. Champions League quarterfinal games against PSG, where he scored in both legs of the tie. Yeah, and he seemed to play a pretty good game too against Chelsea, which was the first time he played against them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, since he was owned by Chelsea, he played against them once when he was a kid. Yeah.
1: um, For his Belgian club. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, though, the the Newcastle 1-1 draw holds him up a little bit? Yeah,
0: maybe. I think... They probably would have gone into that game thinking that they would have won that. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, like um, the the Champions League spots are so tight. Yeah. <laughs> um, those teams really can't afford to drop many points. Um, I mean, they will, but um, also City. Uh, looking ahead, they're in the Champions League semi-finals now against Real Madrid. So you're wondering what they they sort of their. Uh, their mindset, yeah, what their mindset's going to be around those fixtures? Does Pellegrini almost play like a B team in the Premier League? And because Pellegrini doesn't care about um, City finishing top four because yeah. he's not there next season. Yeah, um, it, all he cares about the only trophy he can go for is the Champions League. Yeah, so this is going to be massive. Like, does he basically just put the league to the side and says, "Well, stuffy, you didn't." Give me a job anyway, why should I bother yeah. keeping your club in the Champions League? Yeah. Um, and yeah, put all, I, I can see him just putting all of his eggs in the Champions League basket and just making sure that he has the strongest team possible. Yeah. Um, go for break. Yeah, go go for break. You know, if they win the Champions League they qualify automatically anyway. So yeah. um I mean still a tough ask is, you know, in this Champions League semi final there's yeah, City, Real Madrid. Atletico Madrid and and sorry Bayern Munich. Yep. So four amazing teams. Um, going to be
1: quite tough. In that um Chelsea, uh Chelsea City match. Yeah. Um, Courtois. Yes. Red card. Red card yeah. He's he second think? this season. What was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Just look. This this was just a horrible display from basically the entire Chelsea um, eleven. Yeah. It was lackluster. It was the the Chelsea players have. I mentioned it about Stoke, how they've down tools and thinking about their holiday. Yeah. Chelsea are doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is quite strange when, you know, Chelsea have already hired Conte. You think a lot of them would be thinking, shit, I've got to Proof. show something in yeah. these games to prove to the new manager that I can be in his plans. Yeah. Um,
1: like Nasri's doing. Oh, exactly. Yeah.
0: Nasri, you know, coming back from injury, you know, and he has, we talked last week, how he's come out and saying that, you know... He can't wait to play under Pep Guardiola, and he's can't wait for first yeah. day of preseason training. Blah blah blah. Um, Sounds like a
1: kid on the first day of school. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, interesting. Yeah. Um, I mentioned before about Cesk on um, Monday Night Football. Yeah. They were asking about um, uh, Conte about his um move, and yeah, Fabregas talked very positively about the the move, and um says that um he's already been studying Conte's game plan. I'm um, watching old footage of his Juventus teams and his Italian national team, and Spain played Italy um, recently yep. during the Euro qualifications, and yeah, he so he knows what type of um, style Conte likes to play because he's played against it, yeah, um, and he seems to feel that he'll fit in quite well in that, and he's quite he says that Conte is the type of manager that Chelsea need, like a hard. Um, person that's going to just demand nothing but excellence at every training session yeah um and every game and everyone has to
1: do their role or else you're out of the team (laughs) yeah um which is hopefully it's not though a jose case where he demands so much and and burns everyone out yeah
0: one of the things that sesk talked about they obviously talked about um his relationship with jose um, earlier on in the season and you know how everything how does a team go from you know clear champions to mid-table mediocrity yeah in the turn of a season and yeah Cesc, Cesc Fabregas came out and said that basically it came down to Jose Mourinho giving too much trust to the team he had too much trust in the squad after they became champions he gave them extra holidays Trusting that they would come back and return, you know, return that fit, trust. Ready to go. Yeah. yeah, be fit ready to go. And he basically said that that's, that's what cost them there. you know, and I've talked about it too, their preparation was poor. Yeah. Um, they started pre-season late and right from the get-go they were behind the eight ball and, you know, you can't have a bad pre-season and then turn it around once yeah. the league starts. Yeah. You need to be hitting, you know, match week one in the Premier League, raring to go absolutely firing and yeah he said that you know Jose ended up paying um because he just trusted too much in the side and yeah um that might be a lesson for him in the future as well <laughs> yeah um but
1: still does it take that long to try and get them back up
0: yeah exactly well you know football's a a very weird game it's probably played more between the years than it is you know with the ball at your feet sometimes yeah you know momentum is a very strange thing and Where you know, we've seen this season with Leicester. Once you get that momentum, it can build into something absolutely fantastic. And then on the other hand, you'd have a team like, you know, know, Chelsea. Yeah. Where the momentum just isn't going your way and it just spirals out of control to the point where you cannot control it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway. um, Big result on... uh, It was Friday morning Australian time. Liverpool in the Europa League against Klopp's former club... Borussia Dortmund, um, Liverpool had one of those magical European nights at Anfield that they always bang on about. Blah blah <laughs> blah. Uh, no, but it was an absolute amazing game. Uh, Liverpool won. I think it was four three in the end, thanks to a Dejan Lovren injury time winner. Yeah. Um, absolute wild scenes. You know, we this game had everything. Liverpool had to come from two goals down, and then basically ended up winning the game at the death. Um, we saw Klopp running along the the sidelines, punching the air, <laughs> players with tears down their face. So, um, but yeah, they seem to continue that form in the league this weekend. Um, while it wasn't the same eleven, because Klopp's like we mentioned, Pellegrini, yeah, basically putting all of his eggs in the Champions League basket. Yeah, Klopp and Liverpool are doing the same thing for the Europa League. Yeah, um, which is probably a wise decision because the winners of Europa get an automatic spot into the Champions League. Oh, really? Yes, they do. So it's probably wise that, you know, Liverpool are ninth, I think, at the moment. Um, They have no hope of finishing top four, let alone top five. Yeah. (laughs) So this is a great opportunity for them that they're taking very seriously um, now that they have to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, crazy scenes. Um, So, yeah, Klopp basically played a second string um, Liverpool on the weekend, and we saw um, the Australian um, Brad Smith make his starting debut. Hmm. So, which which was really good. Um, the the Aussie fullback who recently played for the Socceroos in our Asian Cup, oh sorry, Asian World Cup qualifying games. Yeah. here in Australia. Um, yeah, which was you know he said how proud he was to make finally make his debut in the league because he's he's made starts in cup competitions before yeah, um, and I think even in the Europa League he's played a few times and a couple of times off the bench in the league so yeah, um, yeah great great result for, for him and Aussies in general that's cool <laughs> it's always good to have another Aussie yeah. in the Premier League like, I mean we we grew up with you know there was tons of Aussies in the league we used to have like yeah Vaduka, Kewl and you know Robbie Slater and yeah. Bozo, and yeah now it's yeah, basically Schwarzer who sits on the bench at Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and might win the league. And, and he's probably going to win the league.
0: Yeah, um, he will yeah, he'll go back-to-back league titles because he technically won oh, a league yeah. um, medal with Chelsea because he was there for half the season. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Could that's be funny. interesting trivia one day. Someone yeah. will say who was the first Australian to go back-to-back Premier League titles. So, remember that one.
1: <laughs> That's funny
0: At the golden age of, I think he's 42 So, uh, good yeah. on him um, Probably just while we're rounding off uh, The mid-table um, scenario for the Premier League teams Everton They are just, they're just flatlining this season, aren't they? Yeah um, And you can tell the fans are not happy They're just sick of going to Goodison Park For their games and seeing their team put in Insipid defensive performances Yeah um, the booze that rung out at Goodison after that game were, were so telling. And e- even though they ended up drawing this game with Southampton, which on paper you'd say is a good result, um, did not speak volumes of how this game went because Southampton battered. <laughs> yeah. Everton the whole game and it was quite remarkable that Everton got out to a goal lead because it was virtually their only chance (laughs) yeah
1: well that's why fans don't like it because they lost the lead (laughs) yeah
0: exactly but yeah Southampton had so many shots at goals uh Robles in goals was making so many saves the Everton defense you know under David Moyes the Everton defense was so reliable um but we're just seeing like these days, it's just pulled everywhere. They're always out of shape, leaving gaps behind them. Yeah. Um, John Stones, who was you know preseason valued at you know they didn't want to sell him to Chelsea for forty million pounds. Yeah. He's virtually on the bench now because you know he's not even good enough to be in the Everton back eleven, like, yeah. starting team.
1: Makes you wonder if they thought, oh, we should have probably sold him. I think maybe in <laughs> hindsight
0: they're thinking, well, maybe we, we probably should have done that. But um, yeah, and yeah, Watford with the 1-0 win away at West Brom. Yeah, Gomez, two penalty saves. Yeah. Um, it's the, f- it's, he is the only other, he, sorry, I should word this correctly. <laughs> he is the only player that previously had made two penalty saves in a game. So now he's done it twice. He's the only <laughs> player to ever do it and he's done it twice. It was a remarkable feat for a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um,
1: Not easy saving a penalty.
0: No, no. Well, you know, they say good keeper wins you a lot of points. He (laughs) he earned his keep on the weekend, didn't he? (laughs) Shall we check out some fixtures? Yes, please. Go wheel it away, Dave.
1: Well, we still have
0: half a round to go. Yeah, we still got three fixtures to go at the moment to finish off. Technically, match week thirty-four.
1: <laughs> so we got West Ham v Watford. Mm-hmm. That's at 40, four forty-five a.m. Manchester United v Crystal Palace. Yep.
0: Uh, thoughts, predictions. I think United one-nil.
1: Well, <laughs> this would be a good test for the FA Cup. Yes. Semi-final. Well, if, yeah. Actually, both
0: both teams basically just looking ahead to the the FA Cup.
1: Yeah. It's just a precursor. Yeah, you wonder if <laughs> there'll a, be like
0: a gentleman's agreement. Like, look, let's not go too hard on each other here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh I wonder if we both played second rate teams. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, West Ham will take Watford. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm hoping Pyatt scores. <laughs>
0: also, because yeah, Watford are in the FA Cup semi-finals as well. So, there you go
1: uh Liverpool Everton yeah
0: Liverpool comfortably yeah yeah like um, we like we mentioned before I think um Martinez puts out a you know their under 18 side yeah <laughs> for for this game
1: and the last game seeing out this week's round Arsenal v West Bromwich Albion Football Club yes um,
0: <laughs> i you know
1: You never know with Arsenal at the Emirates, but, yeah, I think
0: they should win against West Brom. I will agree. (laughs) Um, Then kicking off the next round of fixtures, the early game, Manchester versus Stoke. I think Man City take this out. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I would, yeah, Stoke seem to, like you said, Yeah, I think Stoke have clocked out for the season. Well, yeah, City's still playing for top four, but... Yeah, uh, Stoke City are all wearing, like, VR headsets, they're all in Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> uh, sipping martinis. Yeah.
0: Um, Villa and Southampton. So, well, weight off Aston Villa shoulders now. Oh, so yeah.
1: anything can happen.
0: <laughs> uh, question is, by how many for Southampton? Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, Liv- Liverpool, um, Newcastle. I'd go
1: Liverpool, but you never know. They did quite good against City. Yeah, and um, they've got something to play for at the moment. Yeah. So I just contradicted myself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> look, I think this could be a draw. Um also interestingly, Rafa
1: Benitez returning to Liverpool. Yes. So do you reckon he'll like just shave his goatee so no one knows who it is? <laughs> I, I reckon he'll like purposely
0: sit in the Liverpool dugout and just go, I refuse to believe this is my seat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like Sheldon Cooper, like you're in my seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh look, I, yeah, I think this will be a draw. Oh. Um that that's my
1: Klopp will go to sit down and they just be like a pair of uh, South Park socks on the seat, <laughs> just reserving them.
0: Yes. Um, Bournemouth host Chelsea. This is a question mark game. Yeah. Well, Bournemouth Bournemouth beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge already this season. Yeah. So um, I might say a 1 1 draw. 1 1 draw, yeah. yeah. I, I think it'd probably be a draw too. Um, Sunderland Arsenal whoa at the stadium of light (laughs) stadium of light at the end of the tunnel question mark (laughs) uh
1: yes i i think it'd be draw because arsenal will hold them but sunderland have something to play for
0: you know i think i'm going with the sunderland yeah yep i just think they're gonna go for it they have well they have no choice they they have to yeah um Leicester Swansea.
1: I'm gonna say Leicester because they have to. Yeah, there's no choice about it.
0: Well, we just saw Swansea get smacked by Newcastle.
1: Yeah, and we know Newcastle
0: aren't that good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Leicester. Yeah, um, probably brush the Swans aside. Yeah, um, and then finishing off um, this next match week, we have Tottenham and West Brom. So, I think Spurs. Yeah. Spurs win this game. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's going to be... You know, there's some real interesting fixtures there.
1: Yes. Um, So, by the time the next round starts on the next Saturday night, midnight, I will have seen Captain America Civil War. Oh! Just thought I'd throw that in there. (laughs) Random. (laughs) Um, Okay, well...
0: Um, Yeah, usually we end the shows, but we always put the call out for questions, and remarkably, we actually got one this week. Um, If we head to our, um, as people can do, they can send us questions via Twitter, via um, Snowmail if they want to, but um,
1: Paul got in touch with us on the Facebook page. Yes, he told us to go to the beach and there was a bottle with a note in it <laughs> uh,
0: yeah he did so yeah, Paul's um, question for the, the podcast was um, will Leicester's team get raided in the next transfer window or will they manage to keep their best players which is a really good question good question young sir yes
1: very good question I think not you think not only because we know Vardy has signed another three year deal True. Given how well Leicester have played as a team yeah. this year, I can't see Ranieri letting anyone go. Yeah. Unless there's, unless someone's contract is up, or um, someone decides they want out. That's the only reason I can see any Leicester. Any Leicester player moving?
0: Okay. Well, I mean, starting to see some rumours already about, like, I, I, you know, no surprise. Like, yeah. a lot of clubs circling yeah. around.
1: Let me guess. Ibrahimovic, Bale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so the word is Arsenal are very keen on both Kante and um, Myers. Yeah. Which, Kante makes sense because he's French and Wenger loves French players. Yeah. <laughs> No surprise with either of those no. players, because they were both in the team of the year at, at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, both. I think they are both nominated for player of the year as well. So, yeah, look, I, I can see... I can probably see Mahrez and Kante going, only yeah. because I think Leicester could cash in big time on, on a couple of these players. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. You know, they they won't be able to keep everyone.
1: Yeah. So Leicester have bought the house, sat on it for a year... The value's gone up. Now it's time to sell.
0: Yeah, you know, make a a pretty penny out of it. But then again, Leicester could end up winning a lot of money for winning the league. So how much money do they actually need? (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Actually, interesting. um, I'll ask you a question for question of the week. The um, PFA released their nominees for player of the year. Six players. Yep. The nominations was um, was Harry Kane, N'Golo Kante, uh, Riyad Mahrez, Mesut Ozil, Dimitri Payet, and Jamie Vardy. Yep. So we've got three Leicester players out of the six for Player of the Year. Who do you think gets your vote for Player of the Year? That's good. That's good.
1: Out of out of them, <laughs> you sounded like Ranieri just there. <laughs> uh, did I did. Yeah. Uh, it'll be out of Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy, um, and Mares. Yep. I, I think
0: Ozil's season has flatlined a bit the yeah, last couple months. Similar
1: to Igalo. Yeah. I think they've just dropped off a bit too much. Uh, and unfortunately, Piot? for
0: Piot sort of missed a large chunk of the season, yeah, didn't he? I,
1: yeah, so I don't think he's done enough. Yeah. I, despite what happened this week, I gotta go with Jamie Vardy. You going with Jamie Vardy? Yeah. It's just the the Cinderella story.
0: Yeah, you know the 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 amazing new goal setting um, run that he's you know set Ruud van Nistelrooy's record. He he beat yep. that during the season. Yeah, it's it's hard because you know Vardy sort of you know had a bit of a fly patch. Yeah, this this season and did um, it last
1: long though? Because so did Harry Kane. Harry Kane was kind of in there and then he had a drop for a while. It's interesting.
0: Harry Kane started the season slow. Where he, I don't think he got his first goal until round seven, yeah. which is amazing when he's got twenty four yeah. goals. Um, he's almost getting a goal a game um, since then. Yeah, um, you know, I, usually. Players need the goals to get the awards. Yeah. Um, so that might rule Kante out. But personally, i I think um, I think I might go to Mares just yeah. for the fact that yeah he's he scored amazing goals. He's Set assisted up. so many amazing goals. Yeah. Um, just a key player um, in that Leicester midfield. But you know you you could you, you should really just give it to all three Leicester players. Like just say. Even
1: even award, yeah. You guys, you three guys are the equal.
0: <laughs> yeah, but
1: it won't work like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, because Mares and Vardy, for Leicester are what um, Dini and Igalo were for Watford. Yes. But they
0: said they've been doing it all season. Yeah, they yeah. just
1: seem to have been ahead of the pack. Yeah, yeah. Can you see Piatt staying at West Ham?
0: Um, yeah. Well, he, he only just signed a new, I think, a four-year or five-year deal okay. um, with West Ham just a couple of yeah. weeks ago. So. That's always
1: good for the club because yeah. if they do get bought out, there's like a huge payout there.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's good for him. It's good for the club. And Yeah. And, well, he's playing his career best football, so why risk that going to somewhere else for a new environment? Yeah. Um, do you
1: think, though, um, the Leicester players would consult each other about leaving?
0: Oh, you know, like, they may talk about it, um, like, because
1: cause obviously, Vardy signed a new deal as well. Yeah. So that was coming up for him. Do you reckon he would have spoken to Mahrez and gone, are you going to be here next year because I've got this new contract coming up?
0: I don't know. Maybe they might talk a little bit about contract talk. But, I mean, usually footballers just do football stuff, really, don't yeah. they? They probably leave that stuff to their managers. But, yeah. I mean, they know in the back of their mind, well, they're definitely playing Champions League football next season. Yeah. Um, why go somewhere else you know Jamie Vardy, while he is a great player, yeah, could end up going to. That's just to use for an example. Could end up going to Chelsea and then sitting on the bench for yeah eighty minutes every game. Um, at least he knows if he's at Leicester, he's going to be. He's the big man on campus. He gets yeah. to start every game.
1: Yeah, um, and has the backing of the supporters and the. And you often see players do that, leave their club, hmm. a big club, because they and want, it doesn't work. Yeah, Shakiri did it for Stoke. Yeah, he exactly. wants to get game time. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I I personally can't see any of them leaving. Yeah, okay. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah in a full roundabout way.
0: <laughs> Back to that. But, yeah, um, yeah that, that finishes a, a bumper um, side netting Premier League podcast. So, thanks for joining us, guys.
1: Thank you. Uh, yeah, as Pete said, if you want to get in contact with us, you can go to Facebook and just search the side netting podcast.
0: Yes, join in go... the discussions, like the photos.
1: Or you can go to... Twitter, which we probably... Do you use Twitter much yes, anymore? Yes, I, I still oh, throw, a, throw a few things out there. Which is at Sidenet underscore pod. Correct. Um, or you can find Pete at Trolley Lamb. Yep, Trolley Lamb on Twitter. me at Dubs West. <laughs> Had to think about that.
0: If you get Kanye, it's the wrong West. <laughs> it is the wrong West.
1: <laughs> I am not African-American. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks guys. Bye.